right, welcome everyone into the three and one podcast, another late night edition. Brett Barons, Marley Weirda here at the WCI three studios in Champaign. Andy Olson live at Pinnacle Bank Arena in Lincoln, Nebraska. You saw a whale of a game tonight, Andy. Take us into the arena. I think a lot of us expected this to be a blowout win, a little bit favored by uh, more than 14 points, and yet here we come down to overtime. What was it like? <laughs> well, if you saw my 6 o'clock news hit, you knew it was cold outside. I think it was, the high was zero in Lincoln today. But once we got inside, I think that's when everyone kind of expected Illinois to take over. With, for good reason. I mean, Illinois is coming into this game playing for first place in the Big Ten. Nebraska hasn't found a Big Ten win in their last 25 tries. They're over 25, over 26 now after tonight's game. So, of course, a lot of people expected this to go in Illinois' way. And you, you, you figured that that was not going to be the case almost immediately when the game started when after four minutes Illinois was down nine nothing and they had many opportunities to get points on the board but they just weren't falling for them they weren't taking those opportunities Nebraska was jumping on the mistakes of Illinois and that was one of the things that I think I noticed the most was that Illinois played a sloppy game and Nebraska made them pay for it whereas Nebraska w w played a really good game I mean put 72 points up on a really good Illini defense and somehow Illinois came out with the win in the end but at that first timeout when it was nine nothing early in that game you can hear Brad Underwood shouting and I don't, I don't know if I, if I can point it out he's he was all the way at the far bench you can hear him shouting I was sitting down here in these stands so clearly he was not happy and I asked him post game you know what he was saying in the, in that uh powwow with this team uh basically he admitted that the team had some bad practices and some bad shoot arounds leading up to this game and of course that's not something that we know going into it brad said that he kind of predicted that start he didn't want to he says he, he hates to admit it but he says that because of those practices were so bad, he kind of knew that maybe they would struggle in this one and struggle they did. It took an Io Dusumu takeover at the end. We've seen so many times before. I mean, he scored 10 of the last or 10, the last 10 Illini points and then the first five in overtime for Illinois. And you could feel him take it over. I, I don't want to get too ahead of myself if we just want to focus on one part of the game, but there were two different levels to this game. You can tell very early on, maybe the first 75% of the game, you could tell that Nebraska was putting it to Illinois and Illinois was playing sloppy. Then for that last 25%, you felt something click and you saw something click with Io DeSumo down on the court. And he described it as winning time in the post-game press conference. I mean, we've seen it so many times before. This is typical Io when he gets into these kind of late game situations. But the fact that Illinois was able to win with only five players registering a point today um, speaks to what a gritty win it was. And I'm sure we're going to talk about what it means for the rest of the season and everything. But I mean, that was kind of the sense. You, you can feel that Illinois came out sloppy. Nebraska made them pay for it. And at the end, it was just um, a click in the mind of one of the best players in the country that put Illinois over the top. Yeah, and Ayo Dusumu goes for a new Big Ten career high, 31 points, 12 of 23 from the field. Andy Kofi Coburn puts up 21 points, 13 rebounds, another double-double for him. And you mentioned that only five guys scored. Trent Frazier with 10, Adam Miller with 10, and Coleman Hawkins with five coming off the bench. Uh, Marley and I were busy with high school hoops tonight. I think we had both thought, Marley, that this would be a game. We'd come down, it'd be over before 10 o'clock. We'd get Andy live in the newscast and during Full Court Friday, which would be great. 
Uh, Marley, what was your kind of night process here in, in seeing it? I know you were busy. You were at three different events tonight. Uh, but what was your kind of recollection of the game tonight, Marley? Of course, yeah. So I only had a chance to kind of peek over um, at the TV every now and then. But whenever I did look at the score, I was like, oh, no. Illinois is down four, down seven. What is going on? I was expecting Illinois to be leading by 10 going into halftime, uh, and that certainly was not the case. But I think there's a little bit of a learning experience here, and it's that I, I don't think Illinois should be overlooking any team in the Big Ten despite their record. Illinois is the best if not one of the best teams in the big 10 and they're going to get every team's best shot illinois is coming off two seasons where they were the underdog io Desumu talked about it a little bit saying they're um going from the hunters to now the hunted and i think that's a, a big transition for some of these players to experience that now hey they're the top dog so every team is going to want to knock you out of first place and I think we saw that certainly with Nebraska um, certainly not the outcome I think many people expected but maybe this will be a learning experience for Illinois uh, just for the rest of the season and throughout uh, the NCAA tournament and the postseason that they really cannot overlook any opponent and you know I think it, it was Andre Curbelo who talked about playing on these big stages and playing high major teams and you know when they don't play a team like that it they they don't really match the same energy that they would if they were playing Iowa or Wisconsin or hopefully Michigan here soon so I think Illinois needs to find a way that whoever they're playing they need to be the same team no matter what. And that's the consistency part I think Andy that this team is still not there yet we've seen great stretches of what this team can be and I think the potential and yet I, the floor I think needs to be higher for this team to, co to come out and compete and make a deep run and there's a lot of national pundits that want to put Illinois up in there in, in a final four contender yet I don't know if Illini Nation is quite there especially after a game like this and it's the ups and downs of a season and you're going to have that and they didn't find out they were playing Nebraska tonight until Monday and I think that's all part of it. Uh, but Marley, what was your biggest takeaway from Brad Underwood and we heard from Io in, in their press conference tonight about just leaving Lincoln with a win? Yeah, I, I mean, Brad Underwood said it, you know, a win is a win. Uh, it, it wasn't pretty by any means. It was very ugly, but it's still a win um, in, in, in that, the column that they want to be in. But uh, he did say that he, he expected it a little bit. You know, he saw the game on the schedule. He knew probably that his guys weren't entirely thrilled about this one it wasn't the most hyped up matchups of the year and and that was reflected he said in their you know pregame shoot around he said that he had some awful practices leading up to this so uh definitely was reflected there on, on the court but a win is a win like he said doesn't matter how you get it done um but this Ayo Desumu also mentioned that they want to replicate what they're going to see in the NCAA tournament. So, you know, not every win is going to be pretty, but if they can find a way to string wins together when it's, you know, sudden elimination, if you lose, you go home, then that's what's going to get you far um, in the postseason no matter what. Andy, what was it like there at the start? They go up 9 nothing, and there's obviously you no know, fans there. Very few. I saw there was a few fans there, but it's not enough to make a difference in terms of the, the environment of the stadium. Mm -hmm. What was the feeling like? What did you get from the bench? What was Brad Underwood's mannerisms there at the game when they go down 9 nothing, and then they're able to cut it 
you know, that within one at halftime, I felt like that was a pretty good win for this team to be only down one at half, considering this poor of a start as they had. I mean, yeah, the, the, at the start, uh, the best way to describe Brad Underwood was uh, just angry. I mean, he said that he kind of expected it in that post-game press conference. That didn't make him any less mad out there on the court. I talked about, you know, the, the fact that everyone coming into this game kind of thought that Illinois w would run away with it just based on the sample sizes that we have so far. Illinois played first place, winless Nebraska, but you could tell there was a different type of energy going on with that Nebraska bench. You mentioned that there were only a few fans here that I, don't, I didn't count, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was less than, we'll say 30. It took me too long to get up with that number, but uh, they didn't really have a, make any difference in the game, but you could tell that just inside the arena, Nebraska felt like they had Illinois on the ropes very early on, and that was because some of that sloppy play, like I mentioned, I can't tell you how many times Nebraska was given second chance opportunities, either from you know a missed rebound or giving away a turnover back to them. I think they had seven more chances from the field. And with those seven more chances is why the game was so close in the end, because Nebraska kept taking those chances and converting them. Illinois couldn't stop giving them up until very late in the game when they finally tied it back up. And you mentioned that it was a one point game going into halftime. And I think Brad was happier with that than he was clearly at the beginning of the game, but clearly not where they wanted to be. I mean, you could see him walking off the court, you know, going to the locker room at halftime, and he just wasn't happy. You mentioned his mannerisms. I would have to assume that that was an angry Brad mannerism. He wasn't really talking to anyone. He was walking by himself. And, I mean, that's because they hold themselves to that level. I mean, this team talks about winning a national championship all the time and they hold themselves to that level. So when they don't perform to that level, like clearly they're going to be upset. And I think that's exactly what happened that, you know, they came out flat. You know, they were disappointed that they weren't playing well. And it took someone like Io to, you know, make that connection that, hey, someone needs to show up right now or this is going to go down as a really bad loss. Thankfully, he did for Illini Nation. And, I mean, that's, that's how the story went. I mean, in the pro game press conference, Brad said, it was like a golf, a really bad golf hole where your first hit, it gets stuck behind a tree and somehow you end up with a par at the end. Still a W and, you know, I don't think anyone's going to come back to this game and like Brad said, paint pictures about it because uh, it, it was certainly an ugly win, but it does go down as a win all the same. And that's all that's going to matter on Selection Sunday is that there is a win there. And Illinois actually dropped in the net from four to six. I saw it tonight. You go on the road and get a win, but it's not a good win. Uh, a plus 100 team in the Ken Palm and in the net is Nebraska. You mentioned the second chance points, Andy. It was double up Nebraska 18 to nine on those second chance spot on with the seven more field goal attempts for Nebraska. And Brad said they just wanted it more. And I completely agree with him in that sense that Nebraska came out despite playing four games in six days. They were the team that wanted it more. And it was very easy to see that on TV. How did their energy match Illinois? Did they have more energy at the start? I mean, did they did you get the sense they were ready to play and Illinois wasn't? Oh, 100%. I mean, like I've, I said a little bit earlier, that it seems like Illinois sometimes plays to their opponent, which isn't a positive thing when no. you talk about a, a team who's playing someone who's winless coming in and playing down to their opponent like that. But you could tell that they just came out with more energy, Nebraska. That I, I mean, it's really hard to, to 
say it any other way than the fact that they just came out and punched Illinois in the mouth. I mean, when you're when you go inside on Kofi, there were a couple of plays where guys were driving on him and scoring off the backboard. And, you know, that those are the types of things that can start getting that that energy going with the other team when you're I mean, Kofi is in the top 30 for the Naismith Player of the Year award. I mean, when you're doing that against a guy of that caliber, uh, that's going to bring some, some get some energy going. And they were loud and Illinois was just kind of flat and, you know, you can't have that happen in these kinds of games. They won, and that's the most important part, like we've said so many times. But if this keeps happening again and they keep having more slow starts, we've talked about slow starts, it seems like a million times this season already. If there are any more slow starts like this, they may not end up as, as good as this game did for Illinois. And that'll go down as a, a bad loss. They have a couple of teams coming up. Northwestern is one where, you know, where they had a really bad start against them in Evanston. And then, you know, we're able to bring it out in the second half. But if they get out to a slow start like that again, it's going to be tough to come back, just like in this one. Marley, final thoughts from you. Final thoughts. Um, just a whole bunch of red flags with this one. Uh, just looking forward ahead with this team. I mean, especially, we know Ayodesumu is going to carry this team every time, but, but what will this team be without him? What if he gets injured? What if they can't rely on his 31 points, 15 straight in the last minutes of regulation and into overtime? What will they be without him? Um, that's a big red flag for me and, and just them taking this one to overtime when they probably should have um, dominated this one. So we will see. They have plenty of time. Well, maybe not so much plenty of time, a little bit of time to turn things around before um, the postseason. But um, we'll see what they can do next week against Northwestern. Andy, final thoughts from you from Nebraska. And what are you working on for tomorrow's story? Well, I mean, we're going to take a closer look. I mean, at Io coming out and performing the way he did. That's the story of the game. The fact that he was able to save this one from being a really bad loss to Nebraska and, you know, possibly saving their chance at being the number one seed in the Big Ten tournament when they get down to Indianapolis here in a couple of weeks. We're going to hear from Brad. We're going to hear from Io in that story. And, you know, this could go down. We keep saying like a turning point. I don't know if this can be a turning point, but maybe it can be a wake up call for Illinois that the fact that they cannot keep coming out in games like that and they need to start performing better right off the bat and you hope that they do because we know they have the talent i mean all the national media says that they have the talent and you know if they can continue to play like they did against wisconsin at the start of that game then illinois can reach their full potential but not the way that they were tonight another wake-up call for the illini in a 77 72 win at nebraska andy olson live from lincoln thank you safe travels home Marley, we will see you uh, on the news tomorrow. There we go. Pinnacle Bank. One last look at it there. Uh, real quick, was it a good arena? Like, what do you think? I've never been out there. Beautiful arena. I, I've heard it's only six years old. Um, I would have loved to see this place filled with fans. I know that we keep saying that about every venue, it seems like. But this one would have been rocking tonight, and uh, hopefully they can get back soon. All right. For Andy and Marley, I'm Brett. Thanks so much for tuning in live here or for listening on the WCIA 3 in 1 podcast.